Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, here with you for a special live locker room episode of our, well, it's a Wednesday on the audio side, but it's Tuesday night. I first want to apologize to all the people that listen to me regularly on Locker Room or want to chime in and talk with me because I had to go a little bit later tonight. Uh, it's normally uh, around 7.30 Eastern time, but due to some family conflicts, had to push it back. So hopefully we still have some people joining. I apologize for that. Um, it's just one of those things. Father of five, you got to do what you got to do sometimes. And so this got bumped back nonetheless. I thank everyone that's going to join me during this locker room uh, session. have a lot to talk about today. There's a lot of news going on, some of which is more important than others. Uh, the biggest news right now uh, clearly is the NFL schedule being released on Wednesday. So at the time of this being recorded, obviously nothing has been released. Uh, There's been some rumors that have been swirling around. And again, this is Tuesday night. Now, I do want to give you a quick programming note. If you are new to the program and you are used to hearing me on other platforms, like on our YouTube channel, uh, understand that myself, Dave Schofield, and Brian Anthony Davis will be doing the Steelers preview on Wednesday. Wednesday night, so that's tonight, if you're listening to this on the podcast forum on Wednesday morning, we will be live Wednesday night to break down all things Pittsburgh Steelers in terms of the schedule, the big games, the games to keep an eye out for, all that stuff. That's exactly 
what we're going to be doing. So that's normally our normally our Steelers preview is Thursday night, but it's actually going to be Wednesday night after the schedule is released, after we get everything done on the editorial side. So probably around nine o'clock. Um, real quick, I want to give a, a shout out to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, which is a I'm the co-editor of the website. Should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. And as always, Behind the Steel Curtain, uh, just search that or Steelers anywhere we get your podcasts. Subscribe, follow, do whatever you have to do so that you don't miss a thing. And that includes my Let's Ride podcast every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. That also includes Dave Schofield's Stat Geek every Thursday. Uh, you have the live mic with our deputy editor, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Michael Beck, on Tuesday. He had a great show yesterday talking about the schedule. Let's get to the schedule. Uh, I want to talk about right off the bat how... The schedule is great, and the NFL, boy, do they know how to drum up anything, really. I mean, they, they are the creator of content. They are the ultimate content creators. They can take something as simple as, here is your schedule, and turn it into an hour-long show <clears throat> Excuse me, where they have all these people on there to talk about this, that, and the other, to get early predictions. It's really kind of crazy when you think about it, but in in the grand scheme of things, I want to make something very clear. I don't care about the schedule. I really don't. A lot of people, they, they love this day. It's a, they, they, their favorite day of the year. And I'll be honest, the, the, one of my best friends who I used to work with, who got me into podcasting, he says that this is like his Christmas day. He loves to pour over the schedule. And he's a Dolphins fan, but he loves to look at the big matchups. He loves to try and predict... Who's going to be the opening night game with the Super Bowl champion and somebody else? He loves it. For me, nah, I, I can take it or leave it. I used to remember as a kid, we, we really wouldn't even know the Steelers' schedule until we got a magnet for our refrigerator that had the schedule on it in the mail. And that was how we, then we were able to look at it. Or maybe my dad at a bar got one of those uh, foldable uh, schedules that you could put in your wallet, and we would look at it. Now it's just so much. It's huge. It's huge. I don't want to make things sound. I don't want you to misconstrue what I said. When I said I don't care about the schedule, I don't care about the schedule release. It's just a matter of where are they playing? When are they playing these games? We've known about the opponents for months now. If in heck, most of the 2022 opponents are already set. So it really, there really only are, for those that know the formula, and it's not a complicated formula, for those that, those that know the formula, it literally is just putting together the final pieces of the puzzle every single season and figuring out, okay, who, went, who won that division or who was in second place or third place in that division. And now it's, this, it's the 17th game, which we know how that is formulated now, so we have that pretty much broken down. But in case you don't know, here is the Pittsburgh Steelers, who they will play at home, who they will play on the road. Now, I'm not even going to say the division because you should know by now that the division, they play both home and road. So that's obvious. If you don't know that, seriously, turn in your fan card. We'll talk another time. But at home, at Heinz Field in 2021, they will play the Detroit Lions, the Chicago Bears. That's their half, home half of the NFC North, which they're paired up with. They will host the Denver Broncos for a second straight year. The Las Vegas Raiders, that's their half, their home half of the AFC West that they're paired up with. And then they'll also be hosting the Tennessee Titans. Bud Dupree will be coming to town. And the Seattle Seahawks, which is that 17th game where the AFC North is paired up with the NFC West. The Tennessee Titans, of course, winning the AFC South. 
The Steelers win the AFC North. That is why they are playing at home. Now, the away games. Again, if you didn't know they play Baltimore, Cincinnati, and Cleveland on the road, seriously, turn in your fan card, and we'll talk later. Otherwise, the road trips are to Green Bay and to the Minnesota Vikings. That's the away side of the NFC North. Then they have to go to the L.A. Chargers. Matt Filer will be there. They'll go to the Kansas City Chiefs, of course, Patty Mahomes and all the stars out there in Kansas City. And then they will also travel to Buffalo. Buffalo won the AFC East. And therefore, they will travel back to Buffalo again for a second straight season where they lost last year in primetime. Let's talk about some rumors. As of this being recorded, which is about just shy of 9 o'clock Eastern time on Tuesday night, uh, the rumors that are going around. There's a lot of speculation about, you know, when are the Steelers going to play? Who are they going to open up with? I know that Dave Schofield and Brian Anthony Davis, they both did uh, predictions for the schedule, and they both had the same week one game. They saw the Steelers and Browns in week one. I'm not sure about that. Now, I, we do have some insider information here a little bit. I'm not breaking any news. But I do know that uh, the, the gentleman that runs the Buffalo Rumblings website, which is the Buffalo equivalent of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, he has an insider source within the Bills that says that they are there's a possibility the Steelers at Bills could be week one. He's not ready yet to say that this is news he said that it is being talked about as a possibility. The schedule's been set. It's just who's giving the information. Other news and other rumors that we're hearing right now, the NFL will have the entire week one schedule announced Wednesday morning. So they're not going to wait until 8 o'clock at night on NFL Network to debut all this stuff. CBS, Fox, ABC, ESPN, and NBC will have it announced on their morning shows. So the entire week one schedule will be announced tomorrow, Wednesday morning, so if you want to know who is your favorite team, in this case the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are they going to be opening up with, it's going to be announced in the morning, and then we'll find out more in the evening. For those that might think that the Steelers are going to open up on Sunday night football, that is not the case. Uh, this is being reported that week one Sunday night football will be the Bears in Los Angeles against the Rams. I'm not sure I agree with that, but still – in case you're wondering, you know, what's going to happen. And then also other news uh, that happened on Tuesday, the NFL said, according to the athletic, there will only be two games in London next season. The Jaguars and Falcons will be the quote unquote home teams for those games. The league will not be playing in Mexico city due to COVID and the full schedule will be released obviously on Wednesday. I do have to be completely honest with everybody. When I look at the schedule, the number one thing I look at are night games, primetime games. And there's a lot of people that say, oh, I love primetime games because I get to I never get to miss them. I get to watch them no matter where I live. For someone that covers the team, it's a really, really late night. And so I hate primetime games. That's just me. I know I'm in a very unique circumstance. All right, we have our first speaker request. And if you're watching live on Locker Room and you want to talk, just put in a speaker request. I'd be glad to have you on. Let's get Coop on. What's up, Coop? How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm great. We're talking about the schedule. Is that what you want to talk about? Or you got something else on your mind? Uh, nothing. Nothing really specific about the schedule. I think it'll be uh, fun to see how it plays out within the season. Yep. Uh, I think I think it's realistically comparable to last year, where I think there's definitely winnable games. There's definitely games where you're like, well, I don't know too much about whether that's realistic, but I think we yeah. can compete with anyone. So I think it'll be interesting to see. Sure. What else is on your mind? Uh, 
how about those penguins? We're doing we're doing well this year. We picked it up because at the beginning of the year we were, ugh, but now we're picking it up really quickly. So I'm well, I mean, this hey, hey, is it, Cube? Thanks, thanks for putting in the speaker request. I appreciate it. You know, this isn't a penguin show, but I love the penguins. I'm a huge penguins fan, um, and I've told everybody that would listen to me. Which, when it comes to the penguins, is not very many people. I mean, the Steelers people tend to listen to me. But the, the Penguins, not so much. As the Steel, as the Penguins struggled early in the season, I was like, look, it's it's early. They didn't have much of a training camp. Let this team gel. Let them mesh. Let the goalies kind of get their footing, and they've done just that. And they've been turning around. They clinched the East, and now they're getting ready to start the playoffs, I believe, on Sunday. So that's exciting. Thanks for bringing that up, Coop. If anyone else is live on Locker Room and you want to talk, just put in a speaker request. I'd be glad to talk to you about anything relating to the Pittsburgh Steelers, whether it's about the upcoming schedule, who you think is going to open up, the season, who you think is going to be the finale? Will the Steelers have a bye week? They didn't have one really last season. Maybe they'll have one in 2021. Um, I know that right now there's a lot of people that are talking about attendance, and I know that Governor Tom Wolf of Pennsylvania is, is starting to ease restrictions even more in the Keystone State, which does impact the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think that I, I read somewhere online that after, the new, after his new uh, restrictions are eased a little bit, they would be able to have at Heinz Field roughly 58,000-plus at a home game. The Steez, that stadium holds right around 66 to 68, I believe. So not full capacity, but then again, we're just getting started with this thing. That might change. We'll never know. So <clears throat> if you're watching live in the locker room and you want to chime in, absolutely let me know. And I'd be glad to talk to you about the Pittsburgh Steelers or, as Coop brought up, the Penguins or the Pirates. I don't think anyone wants to talk about the Pirates, but – Hey, I follow them too. I'm a Pittsburgh fan through and through, not just a Steelers fan. All right, in the meantime, we're going to head over to the Twitter mailbag. My ride-or-die crew, they're as loyal as they get, and they always come through with questions. Um, I Here's a longtime listener of the program, Wes. He says, how concerned are you right now with our offensive line? Does the Do the draft picks ease your concerns, or do you think it will still be a weakness? Honestly, the offensive line, we knew that it was going to be a need. And we knew that the Steelers were going to want to have insurance policies. And so when you bring in someone like B.J. Finney, that's an insurance policy, in my opinion. And when you bring in someone like Joe Haig, that's an insurance policy. But the question that everyone has on their mind is not guard. I don't think guard is a question at all. You have Kevin Dotson on one side, David DeCastro on the other. I think that's fine. Zach Banner and Chooks Okorafor, that's a different story. The fact that they don't have a center outside of B.J. Finney. But then they go out and get Kendrick Green. Now, I was all about Kendrick Green being the center until our own Kevin Smith, or as he goes on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, Cliff Harris is still a punk. He came out with his film room on Kendrick Green, and he only played, I think, four games at center while at Illinois. I, I just can't fathom this kid. I say that, I say that intentionally because he is a kid. I can't see him coming in and just winning the job right off the bat. I think that he'll eventually start. But I, I, Steeler fans, in my opinion, should prepare yourselves for B.J. Finney to be your starting center coming out of training camp. Like it or not, hey, prepare for the worst and hope for the best. That's kind of like my, my methodology with the Steelers in a lot of ways. But outside of that, I do like the addition of Kendrick Green. I think he's valuable depth if you don't want to have him as a starter right away. I do like uh, more out of Texas A&M, the tackle. I think that he could be really good, not this year. But maybe in next year or the year after, you know, they're going to have a spot to tackle next year if unless they sign Chooks a core for back. So 
I'm not as concerned as some people are, but I do think there is some level of concern. If we're doing a scale from 1 to 10, 1 being not concerned at all, 10 being I'm freaking out, really concerned, I'd say my concern level is about a 4.5 right now. That can change. Uh, Jim asks on our chat on the locker room, who are our backup guards? Well, it depends on who you have at center. So if since we're talking about the offensive line, we'll answer this question. So let's say that Kendrick Green starts at center. He comes in, he's nasty, he's mean, he's aggressive, and the Steelers say, there's no way we can't play this guy. He's our starting center in week one. Okay, in that regard, then you're looking at it and saying, B.J. Finney's not the center, he's your backup guard. That's a guy that's going to back up the center. Okay, so that's, that's a quality backup in my opinion. You still also have J.C. Hassenauer. J.C. Hassenauer can play guard and center if they decide to keep all those players, which I'm not saying they are. On top of that, you also have someone like Joe Haig who could flex in at the guard position. If B.J. Finney is the center, then Kendrick Green can play guard. He has more starts at guard in college than he does at center. I think they're fine on the interior of the line outside of center. They just have to figure out center. That's the biggest question mark. Thank you for Jim for that bringing that up. If anyone wants to talk on speak, or if you want to put in a speaker request, be glad to have you on. We're about the halfway point of the show. We're going to take a quick break for those on the audio side who hear an ad, and then we'll be right back. For those that are live on locker room, don't go anywhere. We're not going anywhere. Stay tuned. <laughs> Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, welcome back to the second segment of Let's Ride. I'm your host, Jeff Harvey-Cutter of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. And we're back live on Locker Room. We have another speaker request. Let's get Wes Hickok, who I think I just read his question. So uh, let's get Wes on. Wes, what's up? How you doing? Can you hear me? Yeah, man. What's going on? What's on your mind? Do you want to talk about How you doing? the, the so, answer I just gave? <laughs> you, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I, 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 I actually completely feel the same way you do. Um, I think the way you answered that was perfect. Um, um, a little con- my biggest concern, uh, to be honest, when it comes to the offensive line is the offensive tackles. I don't think much of Joe Haig. Um, and uh, with Zach Banner, we've seen really good ability at the run game. But him being injured last year for so long, and then Jukes the core for if he's the left tackle, we don't really know what we're getting there. So, so if, if – if I was just scaling the offensive line at that position, I think I'm like a seven. Um, but as a whole, I think that, you know, I, I'm going to have faith in the coaches. And, and I yeah. think I put my whole concern at like maybe a four. I, I just, I have a feeling it's going to work out. But I have another question for you. 
Uh, sure. Because I know how I feel about this. What is your concern when it comes to the corners? Now, we I know uh, Brian Anthony Davis and, and you and others have gone back and forth. My, my opinion is that Cam Sutton is probably the nickel, James Pierre to the outside when we're in that package. But do you look at the depth there and – like, how confident are you with our secondary right now as it stands? Well, that's a good question, especially with the cornerbacks. Thank Wes for chiming in. I appreciate it. Um, he's a longtime follower on YouTube, ride or die crew member for sure. So, cornerbacks. So, with cornerbacks, I'm not someone that is all aboard shuffling everybody around. And I know we talked about this on the Steelers preview last week, and Brian Anthony Davis and Dave Schofield said, well, you know, they did it with Deshae Townsend. They did it with William Gay. I know that it's been done in the past. I just don't like it. And that's fine. That's just me. But at the same time, the, the thought of having Cam Sutton as your primary outside cornerback and then flexing him inside for whether it's the nickel or the dime and then having someone like James Pierre, who's still very, very unproven, or Justin Lane, same, very unproven, I, that, that doesn't sit well with me. In my opinion, I would much rather have Cam Sutton on the outside, just like they did when they had Steven Nelson and Joe Hayden, and then you have someone. I'm not saying that they're going to have a Mike Hilton type ready to go, but if they could or find maybe – I don't think Lane is that guy. I think Lane is primarily an outside cornerback, but maybe Pierre is someone that can flex inside. They need someone, in my opinion – that can do that. But my concern, if 10 is freaking out, one is I'm totally cool with this group. I'm going to say that with the cornerbacks, I'm still, my concern level is about a five. I'm right in the middle because I want to see what these guys can do. You know, we haven't seen Justin Lane play much at all. Pierre didn't even have a preseason last year. Let's see what these guys can do. We have another speaker request in here from Logan. What's up, Logan? What's on your mind? How you doing? I'm doing great. Um, I wanted to bring it back to the schedule. What game are you most and least excited for in this upcoming season? Ugh, most and least excited for? Well, I think the least excited for is got to be the trip to Arrowhead. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to go to Kansas City uh, or Buffalo, really. Uh, th th those are two tough places to play. The Steelers lost in Buffalo last season. I believe they lost the last time they went to Kansas City. Um, not counting the playoffs, mind you. They, they did win in the playoffs there. But the last time in the regular season they played in Kansas City, I want to say that Landry Jones had to play quarterback. That was an ugly game. Uh, just didn't really play out well. So that'll be my least excited. My most excited, um, I do always think it's fun to watch the Steelers and Raiders. Whether it's Vegas, whether it's L.A., whether it's Oakland, doesn't matter. I think that's just always an exciting game. I think that Seattle coming to Heinz Field is going to be exciting. You have D.K. Metcalf, Russell Wilson, that whole crew. Uh, that's going to be a really good test. And that was the last time the Seattle played Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh was two years ago when Ben Roethlisberger hurt his elbow. So that definitely wasn't a memorable game. But I, I'm excited for a lot of these games. I mean, those are just two. I, I, I chose games that were out of the division, and I did that on purpose because, for me, I always get amped up for the Browns or the Ravens or even the Bengals. I mean, the Bengals, people forget this. They beat the Steelers last year. So that's something the Ravens can't say. But uh, yeah, the Steelers are going to Lambeau Field. Maybe that game will be in the winter and there will be snow falling all over the place. It would be a great atmosphere. I don't know. But uh, there you go, Logan. Anything else? Uh, with the Chiefs game, I'm, I believe at least in the regular season, that was the game where Antonio Brown had that 
catch on the. Yeah, you're. I think you're right on that one. Yeah, but they did yeah. lose uh, Mahomes yeah. in 2018. Good point. Thank you very much, Logan. I appreciate you chiming in. Um, Jim says, uh, let's see here. He was talking about, oh, Pittsburgh should just try to re-sign Steven Nelson, just like Vince Williams. And that's chiming back into the cornerback discussion. I've thought about it. Uh, I just don't know if those, if those uh, you know, bridges have been completely burned to a crisp and whether they would even, if Steven Nelson would even entertain that thought. But if the Steelers could ever get him back, I mean, my gosh, that would, I feel like if they could get Steven Nelson back, and some might say that is a pipe dream amongst all pipe dreams, boy, that would make their defense a heck of a lot better. We'll put it that way. All right, if you're if you're listening live on Locker Room and you want to talk, just put in a speaker request. Glad to have you on. We're going to dive back into the Twitter mailbag, though. In the meantime, Eric asks, many are writing Loudermilk. He's talking about Isaiah Loudermilk from Wisconsin, the fifth-round pick that they traded up to get this season. They didn't have – this year, they didn't have a fifth-round pick. They traded a 2022 fourth-rounder to get into the fifth round. He said, since they traded up to get him, do you think Butler, the defensive coordinator – or the coaching staff in general saw something in him where he could fit in a certain scheme that his fans aren't seeing. He just seems to be the biggest mystery this year. I absolutely agree that he is the biggest mystery. Uh, I wrote an article for BehindTheSteelCurtain.com today that really put a lot of Butler's quotes in into a story just to give fans an idea as to what he was saying about a lot of these defensive players. And he did talk about Loudermilk, and he said that he, he is a project. He said he, he reminds him of a young Cam Hayward. And if you put him in that context, Cam Hayward did not start right away. Cam Hayward took time. He took took him a while to develop. It took him a while to turn into the perennial pro bowler, all pro player, the double-digit sack getter, all those things. Uh, It took him a long time. So uh, I put him in that category. I wouldn't expect anything from this player in Isaiah Loudermilk in 2021, maybe outside of special teams. I would actually see him making the team and then being inactive every single week. I could absolutely see that happening. All right, Amendez, does any schedule predictions? Who are the Steelers going to open up with? When is the bye week? Any holiday games this year? Well, I hope, because I have five children, that they don't play any holiday games, although the holiday games are one of the few times where I get to watch the football game, the Steelers, with my family. And so that's a rare occasion, and that's one of the reasons I was so angry at last Thanksgiving, because... I was going to watch the game with both my dad and my brother, and that's something I haven't gotten to do in a really long time, all three of us together. And, of course, the Ravens screwed the pooch on that one. But uh, for as a family man, I don't like Christmas games. I like to be able to spend the holiday with my kids and my family. Um, Thanksgiving, I like to just be able to sit down and watch football, not necessarily want to have to write about it or talk about it um, or tweet about it. <laughs> so um, I'm hoping no holiday games. The bye week, I just hope they get one. I just hope they get one this year. And schedule predictions. Let me just say also, this stupid 17th game is going to really drive me nuts. It's going to take me at least a full season until I stop saying, like, oh, they'll probably just be 8-8. Eight and eight. Well, now there is no 500 anymore. So I'm going to say that I, I've had the Steelers somewhere around the 11-6, um, and 10-7 and seven type area. It's a tough schedule, but I think the Steelers are going to be a lot better than a lot of people think. All right, Mr. Benjamin says, Alex Highsmith going to fill the void for Bud? Question mark. I I think that as a pass rusher, yes. I spoke about this on my Monday podcast, Let's Ride. Hey, check it out if you haven't. I think that absolutely as a pass rusher, he will. I don't think they'll miss a beat at all. 
as a pass rusher, but in run support is where I have my concerns. Run support is where I have my concerns. Brian Haynes writes, what is a what is realistic expectation for wins this season? I think the double-digit wins is a realistic expectation for the Steelers team. When you look at who they play, and you still play you still play Cincinnati twice, and I know they're going to be better, and Joe Burrow will be healthy, and I know the Bengals beat them last year. We, we play them. You have Detroit. You're going to have Chicago. He's probably going to have a rookie quarterback. Denver doesn't really have a quarterback. Um, these are all home games, mind you. And then when on the road, I mean, Minnesota with Kirk Cousins, I'm not sure what they're like. Um, the Chargers, it's a young quarterback out there, and Herbert. Uh, I, I, it's going to be a tough. It's going to be a tough slate, but I think double digits is a realistic expectation, and that's just me. Uh, Brian also asks, um, who are the Steelers' starting cornerbacks for the season? I don't think there's any doubt that on the outside, if they're just running their standard three four, then you have uh, Cam Sutton on one side and Joe Hayden on the other. It gets dicey when you get into sub packages and what they're going to do, and I'm not about to even try to predict that. Uh, he asked one more question. Brian, he's getting his money's worth tonight. What are your projections for Ben Roethlisberger? And he uses hashtag ride or die crew. Thank you very much, Brian. He's a very loyal listener, very, very big follower on Twitter. I appreciate him. He's kind of like one of the, the charter members of the ride or die crew. So Ben Roethlisberger, Ben Roethlisberger's stat line. I, you know, last year it was just so fluky and everything, the way that it happened and the elbow coming off of the elbow surgery but he had a, Ben Roethlisberger had a really good year last year. It just ended poorly. I feel like if he can come back and they can have some semblance of a running game to keep things more balanced, I think he's going to have a great season. I think he's going to have a season that's good enough that they're going to say, we might want him back in 2022. Maybe I'm just a fanboy. I've always been a Roethlisberger supporter. I've never denied it. I've never denounced it or anything like that. So absolutely, I think he's going to have a good season. All right, Alexandre says, who will be the slot corner? Jeez, everyone wants to talk about the cornerbacks tonight. Uh, if the answer is Sutton, who will be outside? So we talked about this a little bit. You know, Justin Lane, maybe he's the guy. Maybe it's Pierre. Maybe it's – I can't even think of anyone else that could take that spot. I think it's between those three players and whether you keep Sutton on the outside or, or who's going to move into the nickel. If you're terms of, of who's going to be the nickel – Hey, there's a lot of players that they might be able to flex down into that position. Uh, you know, if you want to, if you're talking about like a heavy nickel where you're trying to run stop, you might put Antoine Brooks Jr. as a safety there. Um, you might even be able to take some of uh, some of the rookies. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Trey Nelson, the rookie out of Oklahoma, is another very versatile player. Paul asks, "Who will you? Who would you like to face in Week One if the Steelers get a primetime game?" And he said that obviously could be on Sunday Night Football or Monday Night Football. Hashtag Ride or Die Crew. Well, I said Sunday night's not going to be an option. So since Sunday night's not an option, it would have to be Monday night. And I was just talking with Dave Schofield. I saw him in town today, and I said, hey, I think that Cleveland-Pittsburgh would be great if they had a doubleheader still on Monday Night Football. But there was a report that the Pittsburgh Ste- – I'm sorry, the ESPN is not going to do the doubleheader this year. Now, we don't know that for a fact, but still – you know, it would be a good game to watch. I'll tell you that. It would be a good game to watch. Let's get my boy Brad on here. Brad, what's up? How's it going? Jeff, I was just going to ask you the same thing. What question is that? <laughs> I was going to ask, for like, forget the skepticism, forget the scenarios that we can all <laughs> put into place. Week one, who like who do we want? It's well, going to be in division. I think the last, what, three or four years, we've gone Cleveland. 
or last, actually, well, last, last season, last, year, last, last season year, the was, Giants, yeah, yeah, last year was a Monday little bit of a switch up. I want Baltimore. You want Baltimore in Week One at home yeah. or on the road? Give me them wherever, time and place. <laughs> You're Show more optimistic and... than me. You're more optimistic. Show than me. up and let's rock, Jeff. Come on. Give me TJ Watt over Alejandro Villanueva is what I want. I don't care. It's time and place. That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> Two times a year for the next couple of years. <laughs> no, Thanks, I don't man. even. I don't. Hey, no problem, Brad. Thanks for chiming in. I don't honestly. Um, I, I don't think they're going to go division. Something tells me I don't think they go division. I'm not sure why. Maybe it's because of last year they they opened up at MetLife Stadium against the Giants on the early game of that Monday Night Football slate. Which boy did that? What was that awful? By the way, you think back to last year that that was awful. You had to sit through all of Week One on Sunday, so you get the Thursday night game, which is when the Super Bowl champions go out there and they have their banners and all that stuff. And we're gonna have to suffer through Tom Brady getting another ring. I'm puking all over the place. And then you come on, you get on Sunday, and you're like, okay, and you don't got you have anything, you have anything, and you gotta wait all day Monday. I hated that. Please don't put the Steelers on Monday Night Football in Week One. Just give me a regular Sunday game. That would be great. All right. If anyone else wants to chime in on Locker Room, just put in a speaker request. Glad to have you on. We have a few more questions here in the Twitter mailbag. If you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at jhartman underscore P-I-T. Follow me. Every Tuesday I put out this question for quite just for my Ride or Die crew members. Those are people that listen to my Let's Ride podcast. And so Brett asked, do you think any of the undrafted free agents make the team? So I talked about this on Monday. Brett, so make sure you go back and check out that podcast when I kind of outline my predictions for the future of not just the drafted players, but also the undrafted free agents. I think Shakur Brown, cornerback from Michigan State, he's getting a lot of publicity. He can help them out. I think he could absolutely make the team. Um, Isaiah McCoy, maybe as a wide receiver, but I doubt it. I feel like that room's pretty stacked, but he might be a practice squad guy. Lamont Wade, safety, Penn State's another one. Other than that, I think it's going to be tough. I think it's going to be really tough for an undrafted player to make the team. Coach Travis says Pittsburgh Steelers starting quarterback for 2022, Rudolph Haskins, Big Ben, or a drafted rookie. Uh, maybe this is coming off of, you know, Todd McShay of ESPN. He was the one that put out that the Steelers are going to draft a quarterback in the 2022 NFL draft with the 16th pick, mind you. That means that the Steelers would be, would be pretty middle of the road. I'm going to say Ben Roethlisberger, but that's just me. I'm going to say Ben Roethlisberger. Let's get Ashton on. What's up, Ashton? How's it going? What's up, man? Um, uh, so, yeah, I, I want to talk to you about the quarterback situation for the next couple of years. Sure. Um, we we all know it's Ben this year. And then next year, you think it's going to be Ben? It depends on how he plays this year. If he plays well enough, and think about think about 2020 minus the, the dud at the end of the season. So if he plays – up to par all season, why would you not want him back? You know what I mean? I understand that he's getting older, but if he can still play, why does age factor into it? Uh, yeah, so that brings me to the next question. my next question. If he does play good, do you still like draft a quarterback so he can learn under Ben, or do you go after another defensive player or off the lineman or that's like- a, That's where things get dicey. That's where things get dicey because not only is it the draft – and wondering, okay, am I going to – are we going to draft the future and hope that he can kind of pull Aaron Rodgers to Brett Favre or a Jordan Love to Aaron Rodgers? I don't want to get into all that scenario right now. But still, you also have to ask, what do you have in Dwayne Haskins? You know, they gave Mason Rudolph the extension. Mm-hmm. So, and Ashton, thanks you for the call. I appreciate it. You have all these different aspects of this 
circumstance, which it all depends on, on Roethlisberger. It depends on how does Dwayne Haskins play in the preseason this year. If I'm Mike Tomlin, I am not playing Mason Rudolph that much in the preseason. I'm, I'm going to play him maybe a first, the a first few series of a game, and then Dwayne Haskins is going to get a ton of playing time because I want to see what we have here. I want to see if I'm if I'm Mike Tomlin. That's why I'm using we. If, if I'm if I want to see what we have with with Dwayne Haskins, because if maybe just maybe they have the future already on the roster, it is a possibility. He's been a wild card. I've been saying that all along. All right, and the last one from Ryan. He says, "How do you judge if the team got better or worse since they went 11 and 0, then ended horribly? Besides ending with a Super Bowl, to me, it's not so much about the end result; it's about the process." And last season, I think anyone in their right mind would say that the Steelers got away with a few on their 11-0 run. There were a couple games where you're just like, oh, boy, I don't know if this team is really that good. And you know, Colin Cowherd, he was running his mouth, and there's a bunch of other people that were running their mouths. And we're talking about the talking heads at ESPN and NBC and all these places. But still, I would want to see, like for instance, on offense, I want to see a more balanced approach. I want to see the Steelers be able to run the football. And they don't have to run it down people's throats, although that would be great with Najee Harris just let him run wild. I don't know if the offensive line is going to be up to that this season, but still be able to run it more effectively. Don't put all the pressure on Roethlisberger. On defense, stop the run. Be stifling against the run. Think back to when Dick Laveau was the defensive coordinator. He used to scream, we stop the run, we make them one-dimensional. If they can do that, and then obviously you're putting up enough points to win, I think that this defense is going to have every opportunity or give the offense every opportunity to win games, but can they get it done? We'll see. We shall see. All right, Jim asks, after next year, wide receiver might not be so stacked. It's not going to be stacked. And that's why coming into the 2021 NFL draft, I was one of the few people that was saying, I think they need to draft a receiver. But I was also the one saying, can we trade James Washington and get something for him? Even if it was a six-round pick, something. Because I feel like if you drafted a receiver this year, you free up a spot by making that trade. But then again, as I always have to tell people that suggest trades all the time, someone has to want the player. Someone has to want the trade. So maybe they tried it, or maybe they don't. Well, I don't know. If, if I'll tell you what, if you want to keep a receiver, James Washington should be cheap. He should be cheap. So if they like him enough, they might be able to get him back on a two-year deal, and now all of a sudden it's not as huge of a glaring of a need because when you think about it, Juju Smith-Schuster, James Washington, Ray Ray McLeod are all going to be free agents after this season. So thanks, Jim. Anyone else want to chime in on Locker Room? Go ahead and put in a speaker request. Otherwise, we are out of questions from the Twitter mailbag. My rider die crew definitely came through as they always do. Love every one of those people out there that listen to my Let's Ride podcast. And uh, let's get Wes back on here one more time. What's up, Wes? Hey, what's up? So I got I got one thing to say, and I sure. got one question. So first of all, you brought up the run game, and I'm I'm a little curious. I, I like Benny Snell, and I know we saw flashes from McFarland, but they don't necessarily excite me. And I'm on record of really, really, really wanting to cut Jalen Samuels. But we, I don't know when the last time we've truly had a 16-game healthy running back. And, you know, obviously I hope Najee Harris stays healthy. But if he doesn't, how are you feeling about the running game? And before you do that, the thing I want to say is I said before the draft that if we got a running back, 
we got a center. I'd start talking Super Bowl. So I'm going to give you my prediction right now. 13-4, and four, number seven. Oh, man, I love it. Thanks, Wes. I appreciate you, man. Um, talking about the running back situation, if if Najee Harris were to go down, I I think that, you know, and you throw in, like, Callan Ballage. I think that's how you say his name. I'm not sure what he can bring to the table. But I like Anthony McFarland. I liked him last year. I felt that he had opportunities. He just – he literally didn't get his feet underneath him. <laughs> he would fall down. So I feel like with the year under his belt, he's going to have a comfort level with Matt Canada. So is Jalen Samuels from NC State. I think that if they can keep all their backs, and when I say all their backs, we're talking about Harris, Samuels, Snell, and McFarland, they would have a room that would be strong enough to withstand an injury to Najee Harris. Now, if it was a year-long injury, like a – Saquon Barkley, torn ACL, done for the year. That's a different story. But if it's a high ankle sprain, going to miss three games, they should be able to get it done. It all starts up front. And so they got their center, who's, from all accounts, a nasty guy. If you get David DeCastro back, if you get Dotson, we know Dotson can do it. Zach Banner, people want to talk about Banner. Don't talk about Banner as a, an issue in run blocking. That's, that's what he does best. Jukes for you can talk about him as a run blocker not being that great. I'm wondering if Zach Banner can pass pass protect. That's my question about Zach Banner. I think, um, you know, we'll see. Jim asks, has Najee ever run on snow? That's a great question. I don't know. I don't even know how much he's run on natural grass, come to think of it, because I think his high school had turf. We know that Alabama had turf, although he played a lot on grass. I think Auburn and a lot of other SEC teams. I think Alabama does have grass, now I think of it. But still, yep. Thanks, Brad. He just timed in and said he, <laughs> Alabama's natural grass. They do. But still, snow, that's a, that's, I don't know. That's a really good question. Maybe we'll find that out. All right. Thank you for everyone that chimed in that uh, talked to me live on the Locker Room app. If you're an iOS user, make sure you download the Locker Room app for free. Follow me there. It's the same as my Twitter handle, at jhartman underscore P-I-T. Otherwise, I will be back on Friday for another Let's Ride podcast. Make sure you check me out on the Steelers preview Wednesday night after the schedule release to talk about all things schedule-related. In the meantime, you know we finished out. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. Have a good night, everyone. We'll see you on Friday. Just you. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family 
cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.